When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mm, I want some hot cakes. Now, here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. Welcome, everyone, to a milestone episode of the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. As we have reached episode 200, we would do more of a grand celebration, but honestly, uh, given everything that's going on with the world, still being in virtually a global lockdown at the moment due to the pandemic uh, brought on by COVID-19, you know, not a whole lot to talk about. Uh, We have the NFL draft eventually coming. up uh, later tonight, uh, I mean, I'm not going to do a live streaming pick-by-pick episode, uh, just uh, given the fact that, uh, you know, I just uh, have no idea from a technical standpoint uh, if this is even going to shake out the normal way from an NFL uh, draft standpoint, uh, given that this is all going to be handled virtually. So, uh, you know, could be technical difficulties, could be an, any number of things uh, going on. So not looking forward to it. I will say, though, that uh, given some of the news that came out earlier this evening, uh, I never thought I would ever have to say a public service announcement. But no, you should not be ingesting or injecting yourself with bleach. Uh, For those of you who do not know what I'm referencing to, the President of the United States, Donald Trump, actually suggested using bleach internally. Don't ask me the context of the conversation. It happened, frankly, even if it's out of context, it's still one of the dumbest things I've ever heard of. So I can't believe I actually had to do a PSA saying, don't ingest bleach. but given the fact that, you know, I'm not even doing politics. This is just a basic health analysis. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Anyway, so given all that's going on with sports, you know, obviously the world is in lockdown mode at the moment while the governments around the world and medical experts try to get a handle on this virus. So nothing to necessarily speak of at the moment from a professional sports standpoint. Uh, Leagues are trying to get together in terms of various planning options of what they can do. I'm curious to see what baseball does because baseball hasn't even started a season yet. Uh, So, you know, realistically, they're one of the interesting sports to kind of monitor as a testing case as to what can be done in a vacuum to 
navigate around the issues uh, surrounding COVID-19 and the high transmission rate uh, uh, of the virus. You know, there there's a lot that needs to be ironed out. So in the interim, you know, not nearly as many episodes are going to be done moving forward as I'm usually accustomed to. And uh, you folks are usually accustomed to listening just because of no one knows what's really going to uh, transpire in the next couple of weeks or months uh, ahead. But, you know, obviously uh, going to try to do what I can uh, with the material that's available. So, uh, you know, in the interim, what have I been doing in the meantime? Just kind of looking at models uh, from a gambling standpoint. There's not a whole lot to bet on except for esports. So try to learn as much as I can about League of Legends amongst other sports, uh, uh, such as uh, esports, such as Rocket League, uh, Counter-Strike. Again, computer gaming, you know, not necessarily my forte, but it's the way of the world and one of the hottest growing markets uh, from a sporting uh, aspect, given the amount of coverage that's uh, been appearing on ESPN lately, as well as their streaming service, ESPN+. Plus. Uh, but, uh, you know, as far as regular sports goes, uh, NBA, no one knows exactly what the league's going to do. Hockey, kind of the same boat, but at least it looks as though they're going to try to move forward with some type of hub uh, format, uh, you know, details of which, you know, really, realistically, we don't really quite know how that's all going to transpire. MLS suspended, nothing going on at the moment. So, again, we're all in a holding pattern. Uh, as I said, baseball might be the best case of uh, a sport that tries to resume, given that it's outdoors. But, you know, a lot of moving parts to sort through. And, again, it's a public health hazard. So, you know, even I just don't necessarily feel as gung-ho about pushing for sports to reemerge. The other thing I could say as a whole is the fact that, you know, it is incumbent on us to take care of each other, you know, socially distance, wear masks, you know, just do what you can, because basically that will keep the transmission rate as low as possibly can be. And with the amount of uh, deaths that have occurred in the country already, and, you know, from the projections of the experts, it's only going to continue rising. You know, there's a lot of urgency that needs to be maintained here. So even though some states, I know uh, you may not see the numbers that I've seen in New York, but it's just something, you guys, it can happen anywhere in the country. The virus doesn't discriminate. Uh, you know, there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's a, an emergency that needs to be taken seriously, no matter what you may hear from politicians. You guys, you guys got to be careful out there. There's just no way of getting around it. Uh, otherwise, you know, try to take the precautions because, you know, even for the medical experts uh, in hospitals and our frontline workers, they're getting exposed constantly. And again, it's it's preventable for many of us. And I suggest that you guys try to do what you can uh, just because, you know, the, it's beyond just our own uh, health and well-being. It's uh, for our fellow man and woman uh, alike, it, you know, it's just the right thing to do. So anyway, uh, 
as I said, uh, not too much in terms of a grand special for the 200th episode, but I did do a little bit of voiceover work for a uh, revised intro commemorating the 200th episode, as well as a bit of a montage of various clips uh, over the past two and a half years of uh, this podcast and the previous episode. So enjoy, folks. Uh, I'll definitely be in touch uh, as uh, I get more material to work off of, but uh, pardon uh, the lack of uh, detail in the interim as, uh, you know, sports is in a ha- uh, is in a standstill for obvious reasons and well worth uh, uh, it if we can try to get uh, flatten the curve and get things under control. So thanks again for listening and enjoy the remainder of the program. My name is Dwayne Callender. After being trapped at home for seven weeks with no live sports, my podcast and I have only one goal in mind. To save everyone from bad podcasts. Now, in order to fulfill my self-serving wish to complete my 200th episode and continue giving hot takes, I must become someone else. My show must become something else. Previously on the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast... Welcome, 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 everyone, to the inaugural Fantasy Throwdown podcast. You know, for a team that relies on analytics as much as the Dodgers do, you'd swear that they would have been able to see you, Darvish, not being able to get out of the second inning in a Game 7, no less, because the Astros were on every single pitch. It didn't matter what he was throwing, they were on it. You know, even Stevie Wonder could see that that was going to go nowhere fast. My lord, could Jay Cutler give even less of a crap about his job than usual? I mean, in the annals of history, when fans go back and look at NFL players who did not give one iota about their job, Jay Cutler's face is just going to be plastered everywhere. As long as Alex Smith remains the quarterback... You can fa- uh, fairly be safe to assume that no Kansas City Chief wide receiver is worth owning. However, this does not change the fact that Dwayne Bowe still sucks. Derek Jeter becoming a Major League Baseball owner is probably one of the biggest moments for the Florida Marlins in their entire history. Derek Jeter giving up Giancarlo Stanton is a terrible trade for both teams. And... To make matters even worse, the fact that uh, the Brewers absolutely fleeced the Marlins, I'm even more pissed off at Brian Cashman because why couldn't we swing that trade for Christian Yelich? Yelich is a far better trade for us than Giancarlo Stanton. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, you know, I, I, I'll be honest, I'm wrong about Jeter, but in my honest opinion, I never thought things would get this bad for the Marlins. I honestly feel bad for Deshaun Watson. He's a superstar, he should be more well-known, but he's paired with the league's worst coach in Bill O'Brien. I repeat, Bill O'Brien is the worst coach in the National Football League, and he's going to get Deshaun Watson's career cut short by at least four to five years because of his own incompetence. Madison Square Garden is a raging dumpster fire. No matter what MSG does, they will continue to operate poorly. Case in point, the Knicks, who have fired 
Phil Jackson as president of basketball operations just days after he made the selection of Frank Nilakina, whom no one had on the board for the Knicks, because Phil says Nilakina can run the triangle. This is why everyone mocks the Knicks. This is like firing the architect after the architect has already told the construction crew to tear down most of the house and start building up these random-ass partitions. You're going to have to knock everything back down again and start from scratch, and you still paid for everything. They're still paying out Phil Jackson, and they're stuck with these players. Again, dumpster fire. This is why no one wants to come here. James Dolan is a terrible, terrible owner, and nothing will ever change that until he's either, unfortunately, dead or decides to sell the team, which is a pipe dream, so you actually have to hope that he dies someday, which, again, sounds horrible, but honestly, when you've lived through as much dysfunction with MSG as humanly possible, I can easily see a crackpot Knicks fan taking a shot at him at one of these days. Kawhi Leonard pulled off the Kaiser Sose moment of the NBA this decade by not only getting a deal with the Clippers under the nose of every NBA insider under the sun, but also orchestrating Paul George's trade from OKC to the Clippers, thus becoming the powerhouse in LA in uh, essentially doing an arms race against LeBron and the Lakers. You know, again, Kawhi has asserted himself as the dominant force. Whether or not you believe he's the dominant force is another matter. But he did a power move on LeBron and flexed on LeBron. It doesn't matter where you come in on who's the better player. Kawhi got the shot in on LeBron. And it's technically Kawhi's court at the moment because he's got the public opinion and the public siding on him. LeBron and AD now actually have to convince folks that the Lakers are the team of LA and the team that's going to run the NBA. This is going to be a fantastic NBA season. Only the Knicks could find themselves in the position to land Zion Williamson and not only fail to get Zion, fail to even get the number two overall pick in John Morant. Fail! Fail, fail, fail. This is the most quintessential Knicks moment of, I don't know, the, since the last meltdown of the Knicks, which was uh, uh, just a few months ago. This is the the, 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 the the cherry on top. The Knicks are going to end up probably taking R.J. Barrett unless they screw up this pick even further. But God forbid, we had Zion and the Knicks still managed to screw the pooch. I hate this franchise so much. I truly do. Alright, is anyone actually going to do an intervention for Kevin Durant and the fact that he had a chance to become the dominant player in the NBA and supplant LeBron, but instead the fact that he comes across as a pre-adolescent teenager using multiple Twitter handles is undercutting any game he has at asserting himself as the alpha of the NBA? Can you imagine Michael Jordan like cycling through multiple Twitter handles to go at random dudes on the internet. 
You know, I don't understand the generation that is so obsessed with social media that they have to comment on everything. The amount of people who at me in terms of different takes, it's like I, I laugh sometimes. But the fact that an NBA player spends this much amount of time going through their mentions is mind-boggling. Especially when you're actually the potential of being a all-time greatest NBA player of all time. He could be in the top five, if not at the top. KD has that talent, but there's no effing way that's ever going to happen with his mentality. No! No, I'm sorry, KD. You know, Draymond, you know, for all the things that Draymond said about you, technically, Draymond did have a right to call you uh, call you out on it. Because technically, this is about as soft as it gets. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's no other way of saying it. KD, you are soft. And I'm not going to call you the B word, but man, Draymond, you might have actually had a point after all. I want to be very clear. To everyone listening, Bill Belichick is a Hall of Fame coach. He will always go down as the greatest coach, if not the second greatest coach of all time. And I'm not even sure who you would put above Belichick at this stage. But it has to be said that for all time, he absolutely screwed the pooch in the Super Bowl by benching Malcolm Butler. And to that effect... He has to own the fact that he got clowned by Nick freaking Foles. Nick Foles? Nick Foles. Nick Foles. That guy? The Pats lost to that guy. Eli is actually a Hall of Famer. Nick Foles is going to be lucky if he actually ever makes a Pro Bowl ever again. There's no chance... I, I, I feel very confident that Nick Foles will never, ever make a Pro Bowl. At, even at, at, after the Super Bowl MVP uh, win. Ever make a Pro Bowl again. And it, I mean, hold on. Let's, let's recap Nick Foles' career. Takes over for the Eagles. Has one good year. Completely flames out of the league. Gets a backup job in Kansas City as a lifeline. Comes over to the Eagles. Carson Wentz gets hurt. Eagles should have been bounced out of the playoffs if not for the choking dogs known as the Atlanta Falcons. Then, by some miracle, the Minnesota Vikings knock off the Saints in a game that honestly gave me one of the biggest laughs ever, even though I lost no less than three grand on that one catch by Stefan Diggs for the game-winning score. And then comes the NFC title game where the Vikings completely and utterly the bed. There's no way that that could actually happen. But it did. And you gotta be kidding me. Nick Foles is now a Super Bowl MVP. This is probably one of the most embarrassing moments in Patriots history because even when the Giants beat them it was deserved the Giants outplayed them the Eagles basically just took advantage of the Pats just shooting themselves in the foot for the hell of it there's no other way of saying it this isn't a complete and utter disaster end of story you can say whatever you want about the Pats of how brilliant they are 
they outsmarted themselves because they honestly thought that by punishing Malcolm Butler, they'd still beat the Eagles, and they got their asses handed to them as a result. It's a complete and utter disaster. Man, oh man, so many memories to look back upon, and yet still, even with that montage, did not get nearly enough Eli Manning references getting killed by his own team and his organization in the Giants. But, yeah, say lovey. But, uh, you know, farewell to all the athletes that I have disparaged over the years and organizations. Uh, but uh, at least we still have Bill O'Brien in all of his glorious ineptitude to look back upon and still mock relentlessly for beautiful gems such as this. <laughs> Oh, you can't get any better than that. And, you know, with all that being said, still more to come. You know, we're going to get sports back eventually. And with that, we're going to have more episodes and more to delve into. So uh, more to come. We'll we'll start off with uh, doing a recap of the NFL draft, amongst other matters. And uh, keep it going from there uh, as we get more material to work off of. But. Thanks for listening, folks, and here's to another 200 more episodes of the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Signing off for now.